Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Should not have done binge model for releasing it. 
Um, the only reason that I, on release day, have a full review of all six episodes is because I was, what's it called, I had uh, been sent screeners by the people at HBO, um, so that way I could uh, see it all early. So because I had seen it early and I had that opportunity, I was able to space it out and watch it over the course of a few days rather than try to, rather than try to, what the fuck are you doing? Rather than try to do it all at once. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I look at and I'm like, this is something that would be better served over the course of multiple weeks. Like, if you look at, like, um, what was that? What was that other one? Um, uh, the, the other one going on now, Edge of the World, with, um, where they showed the extreme sports people doing some of the most dangerous things in their fields. Um, like, that was done over the course of weeks. But it's also an HBO show. Um, and, and, and the thing is, I feel like HBO Max should move away from the, the, the binge model, especially for shows like this. Because, for me especially, the binge model makes me not want to watch something. Like, I know that um, Sandman is coming out on Netflix in a few weeks. We're a few weeks out from Sandman. I do, I, I am going to watch it. I know it's going to take me a bit to get through. It's taking me a lot of time to get through it. Because I'll watch it, like, you know, two episodes at a time. Maybe while I'm at work, I'll watch an episode or two if I'm at my desk. But it's one of those, and Netflix doesn't give me advanced copies. I tried. They said no. Uh, maybe I'll try again and be like, hey. Um, just that way I can get some semblance of way through it. But issue is, if I don't have advanced access to a show, then I can't do a review of it until I finished said show. Like, I need to get through the entire thing before I get to the end. Unless for Sandman, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it up at that one episode per, per episode. Um, which, again, historically hasn't been how I've done binge shows. Like, if we look at, like, how I did, like, Match the Universe, I didn't break it up into two pods of eight episodes, because it did Match the Universe Revelation. Um, and I think that's the other downfall of the binge model, is that it's there, and people will forget about it very quickly, because it's like, oh, well, I've watched it all already, let's move on to the next thing. Like, Stranger Things and, like, Bridgerton are kind of anomalies in so much as they dump the whole thing out onto streaming, and then from there, it got, it, it continued to have staying power. Um, and even that, like, Stranger Things, had it not been for the fact that they spaced out the last season, we probably wouldn't have had, you know, it probably would have been a little bit more flash in the pan, especially compared to other things. I still haven't watched it. I've never watched Stranger Things, but I guess that's how I feel. Um, but this documentary, The Last Movie Stars, is uh, Ethan Hawke made it about uh, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward 
two um, icons of American cinema. Um, it is awesome that there's one little lane they still have not finished paving yet. Um, awesome. Uh, but beyond that, the rest of the highway is entirely paved. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why. It is fucking bizarre. Anyway, um, it's about their life because they were frequent co-stars um, over the course of both of their careers, and they were also married. Um, and because they were married, they were, you would think they would try to alleviate those bumps. Um, and because they were married, they, they did keep their private life kind of private. Um, now, that said, it was easier to do during that era, but still. Um, I feel like the biggest thing worth addressing in this documentary, I mean, the documentary series is great. Um, and anyone who has a love for old Hollywood and, and old movies will find something to like in this documentary. Because it's not just about the, the, the legendary icons of, you know, of Paul Newman and, and Joanne Woodward. It is also about, you know, the people behind those. And it gives a unapologetic look at these people. I don't think that... Uh, I think that if there's anything that people are going to bump into it is that this is very obviously shot during the pandemic. And when I say that, I mean it is... There are segments that are Zoom calls that are recorded. Um, and it's like Ethan Hawke and he's talking to Laura Linney. He's talking to um, uh, George Clooney. He's talking to all of these other huge name actors and actresses, Vincent D'Onofrio's on, David Letterman, Martin Scorsese, and it's like all of these people are there to talk about the life, legacy, and impact of, um, what's it called, of, um, what's his name, uh, of, uh, of Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, but the issue is, there is, uh, uh, they the sound quality is not uniform. And what I mean by that is that it always... You're not going to be sitting there messing with the volume on your TV. Because the sound mix is good. Um, whoa. The sound mix is good. So you're not going to be sitting there being like... Uh, what was I saying? Sorry, we had a... Uh, they, they still haven't finished paving the highway. Um, but... What was I saying about the whole... Oh, um, because it's people in their house recording, um, on, uh, what's it called, uh, on their laptop or on their desktop, um, they're not uniform microphones, they're not, uh, uniformly, um, acoustically tuned in the same way that if you watch a documentary where everyone's in the same room, everyone's gonna be mic'd the same, everyone's going to have the same acoustics, um, in the room. So everything that happens is going to be, um, kind of on board, uh, and, and kind of uniform in that, in, in how they sound. Um, you don't really have that in this, and it is very much like you're listening to a series of recorded phone calls, which is fine, and it works. The issue is some people might bump into that and be annoyed by that. Um, 
they, apparently too, this is something I didn't know, but the documentary kind of lays it out, and the documentary does um, explore this a lot, is um, apparently for a memoir, um, Paul Newman had uh, a number of conversations with family, friends, co-workers, other things, other people like that in his life, who were all involved with him in some way. And what this ended up doing was ended up with a huge kind of treasure trove of recordings uh, of people in his life who knew him and knew his wife very well and were able to speak to what they, you know, what what working with them was life and what, what their life was like. Um, and it is unique that, that that happened. I mean, like at this point, I mean, celebrities are on Twitter and on, you know, every celebrity has a podcast now, it feels like, and you can go in and, and there is no shortage of stories about some of you know, today's biggest icon, because they have TV shows, they have podcasts, and things like that, but these recordings tell a, tell a very unique and deep story about who these people were, and here's the thing, though, the tapes were destroyed, but the transcripts were kept, um, so, rather than reading them himself, some of the celebrities were brought on to discuss Joanne Woodward and, um, and, um, and Paul Newman are also brought on to discuss, to, to act out the various roles. So, like, Laura Linney, who I mentioned earlier, who's in the, in the, uh, in the documentary, um, she voices, uh, Joanne in the, uh, in, in the parts of the, the transcripts that are, um, that she speaks. Uh, George Clooney voices, uh, Paul Newman. Um, Sam Rockwell voices, I forget who he voices, but the, everyone, the, a lot of the celebrities also voice these real people and, and bring life to these tr- transcripts in a way that, um, you ordinarily wouldn't, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a very good documentary. It's very good, very interesting about not just his film career, but also how his film career and how and how uh, his wife's film career um, mirrored their personal life. There, there's interesting stuff about his, his racing career. Not as much about his racing career, um, but it's, it is mostly about his impact on film because it is Ethan Hawke who directed it. Ethan Hawke is, you know, a big film guy. And, you know, there's you know, a good amount of time where it's just him and his frequent collaborator, Richard, Richard Linklater, talking about, um, what's it called, talking about the impact that Paul Newman had on film, and, and, and that alone is worth the show. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that six episodes is not a lot to sit through, especially of a documentary series, considering it is six hour-long episodes. And if you're going to sit down and watch this whole thing the whole way through, you're going to be sitting there for six hours. 
that's a lot. There's no sugarcoating it, no bones about it. It's a lot to watch. That said, I don't think it is necessarily a bad... It is necessarily a, a, a bad show to watch. Um, but since HBO Max isn't exactly spacing it out, it, it's, it kind of comes down to you to use your own personal judgment on how much you can sit down and watch of this at any given point. Because, um, again, it is a lot. Uh, and I would not recommend... Like, I kind of binged it a little bit while I was at work. Um, I would not recommend that. Um, because if you go through it all in that way, uh, you end up... It, it may not be... It, it's definitely not the best way to, to, to enjoy... Uh, like... That's the thing about binge-watching. I, I don't think that's the best way to enjoy a series because it makes it harder to differentiate what happens when. Uh, whereas if I watch a... You know, if I watch a... Uh, like, if I, like, if I watch it week in, week out, I can pick up and, you know, figure out what happened in what episode a little bit clearer. Um instead of it being all one giant mush of six hours. Uh, and that's not the show's fault, that's HBO's fault. Or HBO Max's fault for not putting it out in a easier way to, uh, to understand. Uh, but we'll wrap up there for today. Uh, tomorrow we have Nope. Um, the newest Jordan Peele movie. I'll be seeing that tomorrow um, after work. What else do we have this week? Um, I think that's it. I might put up an episode about Long International Film Expo. I still haven't done that yet. I went to that last weekend. And then this weekend I'm going to starting the Film Festival. But I will be you know, doing that. Um, but until our next episode, have a great rest of your week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.